Hello everyone and welcome to Indie Dev Chat, a live streamed weekly show where I talk to fellow developers. If you're watching this on the stream, you may ask us any questions you have and we'll try to answer them. Furthermore, if you're on a podcast platform, please check out Matt Ball on YouTube if you want the absolute full experience with face cams, chat replay and more. Uh, today I'm here with Jonas. Hello Jonas. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's great, it's great to have you. How, <laughs> do you remember when we uh, did that recording uh, just before the end of last year, wasn't it? I did that. There was one thing. I can't even remember, actually. Was it you? It must, I think it was you. <laughs> I don't know. I remember you saying Happy New Year at one point. So it could just be me going crazy. But yes. I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the show. It's uh, great having you again. Uh, third time, as we said earlier. And uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking a bit about Joseph's video editing, his game, and maybe a bit about launching games as well. Um, and yeah, again, if you want to ask questions, go ahead and ask them in the chat. So uh, how's all you snail going? Is it has it been going okay? Yeah, it's going going well. Should I maybe give, give a little introduction yeah. for anybody who might not know me um, yeah go for it <laughs> so the the very short introduction is i'm a game developer and youtuber co-creator of islanders i've been studying game design in berlin for a couple of years where i met a couple of cool people i made islanders with and now i'm doing solo game development and youtube yeah very nice and the game i'm working on at the moment is uh, will you snail and development is going good but also very, very slowly, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how the uh, how the colors going? Because I know you've been having troubles with the colors. Oh yeah, colors. yeah I've been posting about that on on Twitter. Um... <sighs> I will I will say though when you um when you showed that you uh when you showed the update of the colors in the devlog the up updated looks and stuff I, I did think it looked a lot snazzier i suppose it looked really good yeah. so yeah you definitely uh upped the quality of them so there's that at least okay and... yeah. happy happy to hear that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm still working on it the problem is um that whenever you try a new color scheme or whenever you try new colors the new ones always look better than the old ones so it's very very hard to judge yeah. if you actually improved it or if you made it worse yeah, so exactly. oftentimes you just keep changing colors for hours and hours and then in the end you're like <laughs> what am i doing damn it this looks worse than what i had in the beginning and it's just so frustrating i had a couple of day days uh this week where, where just felt like i got nothing done i tried a couple of different backgrounds and in the end i actually decided to go with the one i had at the very beginning so yeah, yeah. maybe maybe i'm also just getting a little too perfectionistic because a lot of people, when I showed them the the comparison between different backgrounds, a lot of them were just like, I can't even see the difference. <laughs> uh, it's just that I I personally think that the look of a game is such an important factor oh, yeah. for selling and marketing the game, which is why I really want to get it right, which mm -hmm. makes it even more frustrating if if I can't, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, at least in the end, though, well, it will pay off all this annoying uh, <laughs> editing of the colors, and yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll see. 
Well, how how's the visual development for in in your game going? Yeah. Uh, millions of minions, is it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How how do you handle that? In uh, game? Well, I mean, I just force all all the art onto one person. You know, I just say, hey, you keep doing that. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Well, it's a bit of a you see, because I I'm not really uh, very smart with visual stuff, so I'll give these suggestions, and I'm here like, yeah, that sounds good, and then they they're like, what okay. what are you doing? Um, <laughs> okay, so you're making the game in a team. How how big is that team? Like, how many people are you? Yeah, so uh, we got another one other person that's like, there's me and another person doing the actual core development of the game, and then we've got uh, a couple of musicians, and then a marketing person. So. It's five of us. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, and how is it going? Like, I'm, I'm hearing you're approaching launch. Yeah, yeah. It's happening in Sca development I'm getting right scared. Now. <laughs> no, uh, it's going pretty well. I mean, we're like, we're, we've finished the actual game now. Um, like in terms of the content, it's just a bunch of it's just polishing it up and making it so everything, you know, goes together nicely. Um, but yeah, no, we've, because we've been doing it in early access since June, so like we sort of have been updating it over time, and we started off with two areas of the game in June, and we're working on our final area. Uh, so the other core person that's working on the other, uh, on everything else, uh, he's working on the actual main game, whilst I'm working on the Xbox port, which is like... <laughs> A huge task and it hurts like it's a oh, no. it's a mammoth task yeah P porting to a porting to console on your own is quite difficult yeah yikes it, why it, would you even ah, why would you even do that oh no well i mean i thought well to be fair right i didn't really think it would be as hard as it was <laughs> and i i'm glad i've done it though because i think it's okay it's paid off in a way like oh you actually got it working yeah yeah it's we're okay. about we're probably about like bad. we're probably about a month I, I reckon a month and then it'll be it'll be ready so okay so what's still missing uh a, a development kit is already running on xbox yeah and now it just has to be approved or yeah how does so, the process look like well you um you make the game obviously like you have to sort of change it up so that it fits like these things called xrs which is like the requirements for certification and like then after you've done that then you send it off to xbox and then they say hey this isn't good this isn't good and this isn't good or whatever right now we haven't done certification just yet like we're probably about a week to two weeks away from our first mm -hmm. um but yeah like right now uh there's a couple of like for example like the ui and stuff like has to you know well, let's say you're in game, right, and someone disconnects their controller and stuff like that. Like, you have to have things like that where it's like, if someone disconnects their controller, the game has to pause, you know, and things like that. Like, little things along the whole game, <laughs> and you have to make okay. sure it's all, all good. And, like, you need a title screen um, in order to, like, initialize the actual user. And then you have to initialize cloud storage. <laughs> And then, uh, like, how do you even how do you even test if the game works on Xbox? Yeah, so I've got two dev kits here, and basically, oh, okay. um, mm. like, they sent them over to us, and 
all we do is have Unity, and it, they give you like a another module, like an Xbox One module, like and you use that like like how you build to like PC and stuff like that. Um, but instead, you like use the IP address of the of the Xbox, and then the most annoying thing is you can't you can't actually uh, use the editor to test if like things work. So like let let's say oh. let's say the cloud storage, yeah. You can't actually use the editor because it like the DLLs don't initialize on oh, no. on the machine, so you have to build and run every single time you make a change. So like one line of code, and you have to wait oh, like God. I think oh, it takes I think it takes about two hundred and something seconds each time to build, and then mm-hmm. you know for that just for like one line of code, and then it doesn't work, and then you have to do it again. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay. That sounds very interesting. Definitely props for for doing that. Congrats <laughs> for getting into work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's that's definitely good and interesting to know that maybe porting to other platforms like Xbox, PlayStation is not as much work as I thought it was. Yeah. Like I, it's obviously a lot of work. But I mean, if you got it done in in a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, it I've been working. Seems to be manageable. I've been working on it for. So just above 60 days i think so it's like okay. for about no, okay, okay. 70 <laughs> or 80 days or so and that's like almost every day so <laughs> okay so are you doing game development full-time at the moment or yeah i've got i've got uh monday tuesday wednesday uh, is when like i have uh college but other than that i work full-time so i'm still it's still like treating it like a full-time because okay <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> but yeah it's um it's it's a fun like even though it has caused me <laughs> to be real like it, it really makes you annoyed at like the how long things take and then it doesn't work like but it is really uh i think the outcome's really quite fun like you know just seeing like like yesterday i finally got like the i, I got to a target that i really wanted to get to and then like you know the the euphoria you get after doing this Xbox stuff is <laughs> it's more so than like any other of the development like process like it's just crazy but yeah like I've been doing both like the Xbox development and a little bit of the main game so like I've been like doing a bit of the final boss and then I've been doing Xbox and then we have to like merge them and everything oh it's Oh no. <laughs> the the reason I'm doing it. Oh yeah, it sounds painful. I think the reason I'm doing it is just because like I kind of want to just test my skills, you know? Cuz like, you know, every every game I make, I want to sort of grow as much as I can. So like Yeah, that makes that that explanation makes a lot of sense to me because I would definitely would have said investing that much time into porting your game to a different console sounds like a very risky move, especially if you don't even know how well it will sell yeah. on, on Steam in the first place. So definitely might be something that might or might not pay off, right? Yeah. But in it at the very least it's it's a new experience. You've learned yeah. something. So that is something you're guaranteed to take with you. Exactly. And you know, yeah. like it's luckily we're in a position where it doesn't really matter if we were to fail it. So like, you know, I know some people, you know, it's a bit more serious and stuff, but, like, luckily we're in a position where it doesn't really matter too much. And that's why I'm doing it now, because, like, you know, I 
I have the financial stability, so you know, I might as well just <laughs> I might as well try it. And then if it goes badly, then you know, yeah, it's, awesome. it's fine. But but it is it is quite entertaining, I suppose. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Chat is saying I'm taking over the the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just I was just curious on how that entire Xbox stuff is working. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. I mean I, I'm curious how the um how the AI uh in Louis Snell operates, because I thought it was quite cool. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people ask that question and when I explain it they're most of the time they're disappointed because there's really no machine learning involved it's really just an yeah. ai in the traditional sense that it has a, a prediction algorithm that pr just sees, basically simulates your movement a couple of frames into the future and sees where you'll end up and then of course i have this entire voice line system built on top of that which altogether hopefully makes the, the ai feel somewhat intelligent yeah but of course in the end it's yeah it's just an illusion. <laughs> yeah, I didn't build. A, I'm not an AI researcher. I like. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know how to build these things. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> that's part of the thing with game development, anyway. It's like cutting corners to <laughs> to get a lot of things to work. Like that's part of part of the journey. Because yeah, chances of you actually knowing uh, a lot of the stuff that you do is. <laughs> pretty slim right what you know when you first start it you're not gonna have any idea so <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah sure it's just about picking up knowledge over the way as you go yeah yeah most definitely yeah yeah i mean i don't know i really liked your um what was it the, with the toilets i, <laughs> I was <laughs> i watched it i i wasn't oh, no. <laughs> i wasn't really sure what i was expecting like <laughs> i don't know well, what what was the uh, what was the the reason for <laughs> for making infinite bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the reason was um, similar to to your situation. I just wanted to learn something new. I've seen these this cool wave function collapse algorithm a couple of times on on Twitter, like in in talks by Oscar Stahlberg. Yeah, and I found it really fascinating. So I wanted to try it out thought it might be good material for a YouTube video. So I just thought, okay, how can I, so what, what should I generate? What would make for a good video? And I eventually decided on, on bathrooms. And I feel like the wave function collapse algorithm probably has like one or two more videos left in it. Right. I just have to come up with the correct things to generate. <laughs> like somebody suggested generating an infinite, infinite Ikea or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm still working on ideas, but once I got something there, I'll probably make another one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was an interesting video. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was good. It was just, I don't know. Like it's the weird thing about YouTube. It's like when you click on like a thumbnail, like that says infinite bathrooms, <laughs> you know, you sort of think, Oh yeah, well I know what's probably gonna happen, you know. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But even when you think you know, you're like, what? <laughs> why? Why would you think about it? But yeah, no, I I found it entertaining either way. So yeah, okay, happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that was quite. It was quite an interesting. Uh, how how long was the video? It's like I don't even remember. I think it was seven minutes or something like that. Yeah, well, it's an interesting seven minutes of my life watching <laughs> infinite bathrooms being made. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Some... Definitely something I've been struggling with uh, lately, finding that balance between YouTube and game development. Oh, because yes. b both is taking too much time. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's really tricky balancing yeah. those two out. Yeah, it's, re it's really quite difficult. Um, I like that. Like back when I was, um, I'm back to sort of doing devlogs again, sort of. Like I'm sort of like here and there. Like I'm wondering if I'm gonna. Mm, yeah. Let me see what you've posted oh, lately. No. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm, I'm planning on like posting, like maybe every two weeks rather than every week, or maybe every three weeks. I don't know. I don't know yet. But I, I do want to try and challenge my video editing a little bit because I want to try and expand on it a bit. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, devlogs for me have always, like I did, I did a video essay, uh, sadly not on the channel. I might re-upload it actually. Um, but it's a video essay on, um, on like devlogs themselves. And like, I, I talked about mm -hmm. like the, um, you know, how, like this was, when was this? February this year so you know it was quite a long time ago like and um you know I was saying how like the uh the devlog community like was slowly like oversaturating and then like you know standing out is getting harder and harder sort of thing and that's like the main sort of argument and yeah and you know like now like my predictions like because back then it wasn't actually that bad like, I'm saying bad as if it's a bad thing, but, like, you know, like, as in, it, there wasn't a lot of devlogs. There was, like, a fair amount. But, like, you know, now you search up devlog and you see thousands of results. You know, I started I started doing YouTube um, December 2017. I don't know when it was. But either way, like, I, I started doing it when there was literally nobody else. There was, like... I think the only person who really did it was like Thin Matrix, and that was about it. <laughs> and that's all you really saw. And but yeah, like it's it's sort of just like crazy how much it's expanded. I think like it's just it's blown out of the water. And like that's what I think. Like the weekly devlogs aren't like because a lot of people seem to be doing them now. And like I feel like it, now it's becoming less of a you know smart way of formulating your devlogs like and it's a bit difficult to know really because the youtube algorithm right like it says you know hey consistency is nice but if you're like putting out one devlog a week let's say you've got to get all the content for game development which already that takes up a lot of the time anyway and then you know let's say you do scripture videos because i know there are some a lot of people that don't you know you've got to then write the script for it <laughs> Then you've got to edit it. And then by the time you're editing it, you've got, like, a day to edit it on, like, the Sunday or whatever. Um, and I think it's a, it's something that a lot of people are sort of get... I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's yeah, just... I mean, uh, I think consistency is not as important as it used to. I feel like yeah. um, quality beats quantity on YouTube nowadays. So 
if you want to make dev logs or game dev content, I think the smartest strategy is to do less and do higher quality because that makes it easier to stand out in the growing amount of game dev videos out there. And yeah. also you need some time to do game development also. Yeah. Usually on YouTube, higher quality gives you exponential returns on your time investment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I've slowly moved or, or yeah, beginning of this year, I went from uploading weekly to uploading every three weeks. And I think it was 100% the correct decision for this channel. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about moving to maybe uploading every four or five weeks just so I can get Will You Snail done. And obviously uploading less frequently means that you have more time for both, right? You have more time for videos yeah. and you have more time for game development. So yeah, if that even means you get more views, then it's a win-win-win. We'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. How that yeah. works out, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's a weird juggling act. It definitely is. Cause right when you start, you know, like, when I started, you know, consistency was the thing that everyone was saying. Like, everyone was going for consistency. You know, you had, like, Thin Matrix mm. with his weekly devlogs, but, you know, and then there was, there was a couple of others. I can't really remember, but... Consistency has, has advantages. Uh, one of the main advantages of, of consistency is that you just get better at it. Like, you get more practice if you do it more often, and you... You learn faster if you do it more regularly. And the other thing is, of course, um, that it will probably positively impact the click-through rate of people who just watch watch your videos every week. Yeah. So th that makes things a little easier, but then, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's so just, it, it, quality it, is still more important. It's finding no a balance. Around it. <laughs> yeah, it's finding a balance between yeah. quality and quantity. Like, because you can't you can't do one or the other. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can't focus on one or the other. You have to, like, do yeah, a mix. Can. Okay. Like, I, th I think you can. Like, okay, know. it depends. Like, maybe if you upload once a year, okay, maybe that is not enough. But <laughs> I would say yeah. if you go, like, up to 12 uploads a year, uploading once a month, I, w I would say you're yeah. very far on the but quality. Then, but then isn't things. that still being consistent, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay you got me <laughs> i don't know maybe i i i think it's just a it's just a, it's a weird youtube's a weird thing because like <laughs> you know when you start you you have this certain outlook on like how you should be doing it and then like you know as with every, anything like you think you get better with it and usually you would get better with it but sometimes <laughs> you're like am i actually improving or am i just <laughs> doing the same thing as mm. I was doing however many months ago and mm. I think yeah I don't know I mean I think now like game development is like becoming like the gaming community like obviously not to the same like huge extent but like it is becoming to that point where like you have videos that aren't as like good I suppose and then you have videos that are like outstanding sort of thing, you know. Mm, so you mean the game dev genre on YouTube is becoming more and more like the gaming genre on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think it is. Like I think it's a uh, it's weird because you see, <laughs> challenge videos used like they had this 
like surge in popularity for a long time like it was just everyone was doing challenge videos and then like people sort of slowed down on challenge videos a bit and then they're back to the weekly or bi-weekly or whatever it is videos so it is interesting i don't know i feel like i've just sort of been like observing the youtube scene just like <laughs> just watching it like pan yeah, it's out. very interesting yeah it's also fascinating because there are a lot of very good channels emerging as well i've seen you've had a lot of them on lately on your show yeah like uh yeah rob lang etc etc yeah yeah exactly it's that that's what's so like sad about the game dev thing it's like people that are mm. r really doing good are getting like shrouded by these weekly or bi-weekly devlogs and oh. i mean i'm not necessarily sure if it is that i think it's like i don't have anything against devlogs so i can't really say that but like i don't know i'm, I'm not sure like um right there's that saying that the rising tide lifts all boats or something like that. And if there are more devlogs, that just means more people will watch devlogs. So in the end, might be good for everyone. You also have to look at it that way that the, yeah, that's true. the game dev scene on YouTube will never become as big as the the gaming scene. Oh, right? yeah. No, yeah. There will always be more people interested in consuming uh, gaming content than, than game dev content. And that will also, yeah, I mean... There seems to be some catching up to do. A lot of game developers seem to realize that YouTube is a great opportunity to share your progress and get people interested in your game. So yeah, I agree. The space is getting more saturated, whether that's a good or a bad thing. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's too complicated. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun observation uh, nonetheless. Yeah. I know. I find it, I, I find it quite interesting. Like, I think it's quite a fun thing to talk about with others. You know, because uh, I see, I see Ollie said, <laughs> Rob Lang, etc., etc. Let I mean, let's add mashup games to the list, and there we go, boom. Now we have two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, mashup games was on one week ago. Nice. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of people on the show. I kind of forget, like I just, you know, I, I realize actually I've had. A lot of people there's been i think it's something like 20 25 something maybe i don't know 25 unique guests have been on here which is like pretty crazy i don't know i can't remember the exact number but yeah like oh God. yeah well hopefully it continues <laughs> well, i mean we're hope i'm hoping to um get someone with industry experience soon uh so that'll be quite an interesting like person to get in well i was thinking actually getting someone from uh a in to sort of give a little bit of like a sprinkle of how it is in there so people can give the comparison like you know obviously they're not indie developers but like sort of just so you uh, people can sort of see how it would be like and yeah like uh i i got contacted by the um Remember who? I'm not sure if he's a lead. No, he's not a lead. Uh, he's an environment artist for Assassin's Creed. So hopefully, oh, nice. you know, like for Valhalla. So hopefully we will get him on here, and I think that would be quite insightful for for everyone. Yeah, that sounds good. that sounds very interesting. 
yeah there was basically a never-ending pool of people you could inter interview oh yeah no <laughs> well that's that's the that's the good thing about development yeah well that's the good thing about the this the uh saturation of of game dev on youtube i just sort of search it up and i'm like oh <laughs> there we go yeah and yeah but i mean you're not even just limited to just just yeah YouTube, not youtube right? yeah you can... yeah I, I could just go on twitter and just sort of search around i'll probably find someone but yeah i think so as well yeah yeah i mean i i want to i really want to try and get um like i really want, yeah i really want to try and get uh people with actual experience in here like because you know i've already really been focusing on youtube people which is sort of it's a good thing because you know i can actually understand everything that they're talking about but I feel like if I'm going to get someone with industry experience, my brain would be like, whoa, I'm on a completely different level, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really spoken. I've, I've spoken to one person with industry experience before, like in, in real life. So I guess we'll see. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to get a couple of different perspectives. I agree. Yeah. Mashup games in the comments says Danny's been great for devlogs, but it's also it also resulted in a lot of people being nothing more than Danny copiers. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I'm <laughs> I've probably become a little bit of a I I Danny think copier I think you've definitely got your own style. Uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like um no, I definitely t watch Danny's videos and I take a lot of inspiration from them. I see what works, what, what kind of videos work. And obviously he's one of the, has one of the most successful game dev channels out yeah. there at the moment. So it's only natural that people take inspiration from that. Yeah. yeah. Just, just uh, it's important that you sprinkle in some of your own personality yeah, and kind yeah. of make it your own thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, agree. I think, I think, I think um, people just, I think it's very easy to look at the person that's the best and just sort of go, yeah, I want to go that route. Because it's just in everything. It's not just like game development. Like, you know, I mean, it's just sort of, I don't know what the theory is, but it's something. I don't know. I've heard it before. But, you know, it is common for like people to just gravitate towards, you know, obviously he's the most popular person on the platform at the moment. So you are going to copy it copy off of them most likely there's gonna be a lot of danny copies yeah which is it i don't know i think it sort of became that there was definitely a phase where it was really bad like that was a phase where everyone was doing <laughs> a danny type video um but i think people are sort of getting their own styles a little bit now um but yeah i guess we'll see yeah i feel like the the game dev community on YouTube, as you just said, is just something relatively new. I mean, it's, it has been around for a long time, of course, but it's just yeah experiencing this boom of new yeah. content. Yeah, and also, you So know... it will probably take people a while to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And I'm sure there will different branches and styles of content will emerge. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when I started making devlogs, the word devlog wasn't even that much of an established yeah, word yet yeah. or not that new of. yeah it wasn't really and only over the last couple of years has it become one of the things where people know what a devlog is no. yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah. and i think going back to the the danny copiers danny's audience are young as well and they're 
the we've seen or well, the the game dev scene has seen a huge influx of like young developers go- going on to the you know the game dev train <laughs> sort of thing like mm. it's been a huge boom and like i'm not sure if that's like just you know like either it has already been happening anyway or like now it's because it's being more people are putting themselves out there than they were before and like you know young people tends to be tend to put out a lot like back when gaming was a big thing you know you had young people posting content all the time and like i think it's just Mm. sort of the same thing with you know game development it's like you know young people being inspired by the likes of danny and they're you know young young people they're impressionable so they are get they are gonna most likely copy at least initially because that's what you do so i don't know yeah ollie says i think the game dev scene has just become a lot more personal no longer are people only following these massive companies they're also following the individuals that making the games yeah yeah. I mean, that's, that has been the big advantage of the indie scene for a long time anyway, so YouTube just really helps to play into that a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Devlog channels have evolved the same way as the gameplay scene. Yeah, I don't know. It, I... Yeah, they are still evolving, and they will keep evolving. Yeah. <laughs> into some very interesting things. Oh, Rob has his first question. Rob's really good oh. at asking questions. <laughs> is it fair to say that your YouTube is aimed at game devs? If so, how are you going to pivot your marketing for Will You Snail? Yeah, I mean, my my YouTube definitely seemed to be, uh, or is, was very focused on appealing to game developers. Yeah. And I don't agree to the notion that game developers are not your target audience. I feel like Game, de- game developers, you have a very high chance that game developers are also gamers. So it's definitely not the stupidest thing in the world to to market your game to other game developers. Yeah. Uh, I agree that only marking to other game developers, maybe that could be a little bit of a problem uh, because you know, the market is just not that huge if you do it that way. Yeah. Especially if, you, if you're looking for players who overlap with the target audience of your game. But, you know, for getting the initial amount of wish lists, getting that Steam algorithm boost and getting those, those uh, first day sales in, why not? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, think... really see the, don't really see the problem. Yeah, I think uh, also... But marketing will be, will be interesting for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think also with, uh, with the devlog uh, scene is that when indies are talking, interacting with other indies, like we tend to be, we tend to like to support each other quite a lot it's like a, a huge family now but you know like it's still yeah. still family like right where like we like to support each other and like those people that support your your content and channel will buy your game right that's you know and i think it, it i don't know it's, it's hard to say really but like because there used to be well, it's still sort of existing, but it's less talked about now. It's like, you know, like, you should be careful about just having uh, YouTube as your only marketing thing. And yeah, whilst I would 100% agree it shouldn't just be YouTube on its own, because then, you know, again, if something happens to your YouTube channel, or like, you know, 
something bad, then, you know, you, you lose everything and there's no other avenues. So like having like Twitter in the background or Reddit as well is a good one, but like Reddit's more, more so mm-hmm. for like, I think Reddit's one of those things that's like, it's really difficult to sort of, like you can't have a consistent thing with, with Reddit. Like you just, you post something amazing one day, you post another thing amazing one day, you know, one of them will probably could do really well, but the other one could just completely flop. Like Reddit's like this like red herring sort of thing, I find. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the good thing I realized about marketing is that there are so many different ways to go about it. And, you know, there are the people who say you need to start building an audience right from the get-go. You need to start build, building a following. And I would say, yeah, that is a big advantage. But I was lucky enough to also experience the other side. Um, yeah. Of the coin, do you say it the way? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we made Islanders without any marketing during the development. Just one one month before the game came out, we published a trailer, and it still worked out absolutely great. So that's I feel, I feel like that's just a nice thing to know, even if all of your development efforts um, fail during development, or if you don't even have any, you can still have a successful launch with a lot of people buying your game just fine. Yeah. 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 So one of the main deciding factors nowadays, or one of the the main deciding factors nowadays are how many people will buy your game on Steam? Like how well does it convert on Steam? It's just like on YouTube, it's very algorithm-based. Steam looks like, Steam looks at the conversion rate, how many people click on your thumbnail on steam how many people of those people who clicked on the thumbnail thingy buy the game and how satisfied are they do they leave positive reviews do they leave negative reviews and then based based on that your game can either get a lot of recommendations or or doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I, I that is one thing for sure mm-hmm. uh sniffles yeah. asks do you think most devil creators are young people just interested in programming or students and semi-experienced developers i i think i think the the most the, i don't know devlogs in my opinion it's just everyone really like someone wants to get interested in game development and then they go ahead and do it sort of thing like i don't think I don't think there's really a huge number of one or the other. Like, I think it's just because we see more of them, then that's why we, we like, sort of think it. Like, you know, the younger people, like, as I said, there has been a boom in it, but that's just, that could just literally be because, like, that they're becoming more well-known again. Like, you know, that young people have a lot of an impact a big impact on social media so you know i don't know i already have no idea i I don't know if like there are more younger people on the platform or more older people or students or whatever but and i don't think there is really any way of knowing so Mm, i have no clue either (laughs) (laughs) since you since you've now experienced both working in a team and working solo what would you say you prefer more is that question I think it could be to, it could be to, to both of us, I suppose. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Okay, okay I'll answer it first. Uh, I I prefer working in a team. 
because working alone is just <laughs> so infinitely slow and painful know, yeah. and you have to do everything yourself and there are a lot of things you're not good at if you have a team then the likelihood that at least one team member is good at a certain task is a lot higher so yeah for example the art my current art struggles in will snell would be a lot smaller if i had the the full grizzly games team working on the game <laughs> that yeah. would be there's no question about it yeah 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 no i i would definitely agree uh, I, teamwork working a team has been the best choice i made like i i, I couldn't go i probably could go back but like i wouldn't really want to i don't think i think yeah, if like i mean i don't know maybe in a year's time i'll be like actually you know what i'll do solo make a game like what you've done you know and then i don't know i guess we'll see i have no idea like i i do prefer working in a team though because <laughs> things are a lot easier to do and you can get you can get bigger projects done as well like you can get things that like look really cool as well you know if you're not an artist you're like oh i'm struggling <laughs> um but yeah i don't know uh, not not having a good artist in your team if you're not good at art is like one of the biggest problems when you work alone yeah yeah that makes marketing so much more difficult yeah it's insane well i yeah. think that's why noah's done pretty pretty all right it's because he's his art's really good and his programming yeah. is pretty good so i don't know <laughs> i think he he's in a lucky uh well, not lucky position, but you know what I mean. Like he's in a better position than I would be if I went solo. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I agree. And for some reason, he also seems to be very, very fast and efficient with making his games. Yeah. Like he just recently brought out Dashing Fire. Go buy it on Steam, by the way, if you haven't already. <laughs> it's very good. Um. But it's it's crazy because it's his second game while I'm working on Will You Snail. Like he, he made this entire game in one year. At the beginning of 2020, he started working on it. Now it's out. I've been working on Will You Snail for at least two and a half years now. So I'm I'm not sure how he does it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, very fast, yeah. We're almost 14 months into development. So yeah, I, I don't know how he's 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 mad. <laughs> Props yeah, to him, really. though. He, he's great. Yeah. Has anyone actually seen Noah's programming? I sort of have because I have worked in with or I have collaborated on game jams with him. Yeah. And I would say his programming is probably not as not on the same level as, it, as his art skills, but it's okay. You know, he, he gets the things running <laughs> in one way or another, <laughs> Yeah. which is the most important part. <laughs> And Rob asks, how do you know when a game is complete? When do you stop polishing? Was it easier to stop Islanders than it has been with Will You Snail? Stopping Islanders was very, very easy because we made that game at university where we had a very tight deadline and having a tight deadline (laughs) always helps a lot. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I... I would... Yeah, that, that 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 makes sense. Um, what else? Oh no, I, I... lots of people say work on gameplay first, but I really disagree. Make a prototype, yes, but after that, and if you want to sell it, work and on art and marketing. Uh, 
something by Chatterbox. Yeah, that's an interesting approach. I mean, what we did with Islanders was basically we made both gameplay prototypes as well as visual prototypes. And I feel like in terms of what the best practice is, that is probably one of the best things you can do. Yeah. I didn't do it for Will You Snail, which is why, why I'm saying it's the best practice. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to do it. Uh, because if you... Prototypes are about trying stuff out quickly. And the reason why you don't test graphics and gameplay in the same prototype is because at that point you're just building the game and you have all of the struggles that come with building a massive thing. Everything has to work together and it's a giant pain and it's very slow. But if you do separate gameplay and visual prototypes, you get the benefits of being able to work very, very fast Yeah, and being able to experiment quickly and then... In the development phase, you would just need to bring the two together. That was the way we did it in Islanders, right? Friedemann was working on visual prototypes. He built these very cool little 3D cities, uh, at the beginning 2D cities in in Unity, in Engine. Mm -hmm. And I was making little things with... <laughs> with with cubes that get proximity bonuses from from placing them next to each other yeah um so that that worked out really well i would definitely recommend that approach yeah and for, as someone that like really likes programming and stuff like prototyping is it's the it's the easiest bit <laughs> oh oh what <laughs> i what i'd long to do to do prototyping mm. again sometime but yeah i don't know I mean, it depends on what you're prototyping, I suppose. Because if you're prototyping some like advanced uh, algorithm, then maybe, maybe not. I might, I might cry. But yeah, it really depends. And also, if I had to make art prototypes, it would be, it would be a struggle, and it would be very frustrating. <laughs> oh, I, 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 yeah, art prototypes for me would not work. Yeah, it would just, it would just look like a two-year-old's just written it on paper. But I, uh, I don't know. Uh, Games by Soul asks, where did you come up with the idea for Will You Snail? And why a snail? Where did I come up with it? I don't know. Like someday I just want to make a silly rage game. Silly little rage game. Just a little mini game. And the, the notion was kind of, yeah, the crazier, the better. Because I like crazy stuff. And I think the internet in general also likes crazy stuff. So I just try to come up with something really crazy and unique that kind of stands out and is memorable. So yeah. I went with a <clears throat> snail as a character. Yeah. yeah. And that just stuck with me through, through development as the game got bigger and bigger and more and more feature creep started happening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's sort of <laughs> how it started. Um, yeah, but I, f I feel like the initial idea was probably that AI that just spawns stuff in your way. I thought there was a fun rage game mechanic that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I started out with. Yeah, that, that's that's sweet. I mean, I know I think it's uh, you 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 went for crazy and uh, your devil looks definitely mimic it. So you're, you've you succeeded. <laughs> yeah, it, <clears throat> the the being crazy seems like it's uh, starting to become my brand unique selling point <laughs> at this point yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know your your, uh, your devlogs do 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 at least make me laugh a lot <laughs> uh, yeah, happy to hear them yeah 
Uh, Arman asks, have you improved on workflow? And if you did, how did you improve? I mean, compared to Islanders, I think my workflow has gotten a lot worse, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just because if when you work alone, uh, you stop, you stop um, following all all of the best practices. Like in my in your head, you know what all of the best practices but are, but then for some reason, when you when you do it alone, you're like, yeah, eh, no, I don't want to do it that way now. I'll just <clears throat> get started with whatever. Yeah, you cut corners. You cut, yeah, yeah. you cut a lot more corners when you're solo, I find. Because like when it, when you're with a team, you have like an, a bit of an accountability. Mm. So like if you cut corners, people will notice. But if you cut corners and it's your own project, nobody's gonna know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I mean, I guess it depends on what you're what you're doing. But yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it, it takes a lot of discipline to stick to the game dev best practices if nobody's watching you and nobody's holding you accountable. Yeah, because you get away with it, so... Yeah, yeah, you you don't have any reason not to do it sort of thing, really. That's that's the problem. (laughs) But yeah. Um, (laughs) Question from Rob. Have you given yourself a will you snail deadline? (laughs) 2021. It it has to come out next year. It has to. Like, I... It just would no 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 next year for sure. Twenty twenty two rolls up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically the game is done. There the problem is just that there's um, still a lot of story stuff I would like to add, a lot of Easter eggs that are kind of high effort if I really want to put them in. Yeah. But I'm so in love with the game that I really kind of want to put them in. So. Yeah yeah. Uh... Yeah. Oh, we got a classic question from Rob. He asks this every single time. Assuming unlimited time and money, what would be your dream game to make? Hmm. Oh, that's a very good question. Mm. I mean, it depends. Always depends on what games are out at that time. If you, if we assume that I had unlimited money now, I think my dream game would probably. Uh, a multiplayer game for sure. Maybe a multiplayer strategy game because that is something you can't make if you don't have a lot of resources. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like that is one very beloved genre that doesn't really get enough love at the moment. So I, I think oh, yeah. I would probably do a multiplayer RTS. Yeah. With yeah. with potentially a bigger focus on on co-op. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You you know if you had unlimited money just that that that, that sounds like a good idea <laughs> yeah that that'd be cool I don't know yeah it's just it would be nice to have unlimited time and money but then at the same time what would I actually be doing with my unlimited time and money <laughs> like I feel like I'd probably just sort of do a lot less game development than I would do like just because oh <laughs> well, I guess it would depend. It would sort of depend, but I mean, unless I was only allowed to make a game with the money, then I. Mm. I, I mean, know. even if I even if I were allowed to, even if I was allowed to do any whatever I want with the money, I would probably still keep making games. Yeah, I probably would too, but like I probably have a lot more of a limit considering if you had unlimited time, and like, what does that even mean? Because like unlimited time, do I live forever? <laughs> you know. 
finish a bunch of games and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go have a vacation somewhere. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. And have a game jam on a plane. Oh, that would be weird. That would be really strange. <laughs> uh, question from Nabraf. Uh, does Has Jonas thought of a Nintendo Switch port after the PC release? Yeah, but I'll do it a little differently than you. I'll just see how well it does on yeah. Steam. And then depending on that, I'll decide if it's worth it to port oh. it to more platforms. And if I can, I will outsource it to somebody else so I don't have to do it. Because <laughs> there are a lot of companies who, who specialize yeah. in, on porting games for you. And they usually take a revenue share, which I'm completely fine with if... I get a free part, you know, <laughs> so yeah. we'll have to see. Oh, I, I wish I went that route. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's been fun either way. I've learned a lot, so I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> Shadowbox asks, how many bags of sugar does Jonas inhale before every devlog recording session? <laughs> it's not a stupid question because I'm, I'm kind of addicted to sugar. That is true. <laughs> so I feel like... Uh, uh, Seven bags are probably enough to make a normal Jonas devlog, but if you want want to have uh, craziness levels that are a little higher, then maybe 11 or, or 12 bags of sugar should do the trick. All right, guys, you heard him. He, he expects his uh, some of his subscribers to deliver them now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you do if, like, you just, like, some of, like, you just get a delivery, and you're like, What's this? It's just sugar. <laughs> just 12 bags of it <laughs> addressed to Jonas. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, Skeffles asks, what's your favorite and least favorite parts of game development? Good question. Uh, favorite part is watching people play my games and hopefully having a good time with them. So seeing, I enjoy people enjoying my games. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the thing I enjoy the most about game development. Um, the other way around, what we enjoy least? Uh, some of the tedious work, probably implementing UI stuff, uh, trying to figure out things. I'm uh, no, maybe maybe not that. I was about to say trying to figure out things I'm not good at, but I guess getting better at those things has some appeal in its own way. So yeah, pro probably the, the tedious, boring stuff, UI stuff, things that you do over and over again that for some reason haven't been automated by game engines yet and you just uh, spend hours and hours on, on boring stuff that <laughs> seemingly, seemingly doesn't get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the most frustrating bit. Another question from Rob. If someone said you're not allowed to do game development anymore, what would replace it? Ooh, ooh, ooh I like those questions. <laughs> I told you his questions. Are... Oh, mm, yeah, uh, that's a very good question. Would I be allowed to? I'll probably try to do something different in the creative field. So I would probably go with making music, or I would make a little animated YouTube series, or you know, something like that. Something creative, for sure. Yeah. I feel like I'd mm. probably go with software. I, I'd like to make software. Mm. Like, because, like, 
right now I am doing software like as a as a form of like getting revenue um and like I've been really enjoying that so oh, nice. I'd, I'd probably go with that I think <laughs> I don't know I, I guess it would depend I mean he, he didn't say development is banned so I'll, I'll go with another form of development <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean coding, developing stuff. Yeah, that was that was fun in general. Yeah. All right. I well... think there's something satisfying about writing software as well, because you you can have that same effect there where people can also enjoy your software or use it in ways that make the world a better place. So. Yeah. I, I see the appeal in that as well. Yeah. I All personally right. wouldn't want to do it though. <laughs> yeah. Not for me. Well, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing an app for my dad and like for his business, and it's been quite fun. Like I've, I've been yeah, learning a lot about my programming stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you learn, mm -hmm. it, like it really puts your programming to the test because it's just pure programming, not in like an like not in engine sort of thing. Yeah, like, you know, I'm using it just an IDE and that's it. So it's quite cool. Um, and last question, or oh, last two questions then, because we just got another one. <laughs> uh, righty. What type of collab with other YouTubers would you want to do that isn't a game jam? Ooh. Oh, I feel like there are a lot of a lot of unexplored collaboration opportunities in the game dev space. I actually have a couple of ideas, but I feel like the opportunities honestly are almost limitless. Yeah. So for example, one thing I would try I, I would want to try out at some point is um two game dev YouTubers, both start a game and then send their game file over to the other one and the other person finishes it. Yeah. That would be very interesting. That would be an interesting um, thing, yeah. Or maybe even collabing on on creating game content together where we have a little mini game and then a bunch of YouTubers all create their own level and then you have a cool little game where like 10 or something like that people have all have their own level in the game. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I can come up with more on the fly, but there I'm there are so many opportunities in the game dev space. Yeah. Pretty insane. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> and Jaleco asks, if you would if you would have gone into game dev later in life, what would be your background? Huh. What would... I don't know mm, what I would be doing. I mean I, it, it was my plan to go to a film school for a long time. That was that was plan A for, for a very long time. So maybe I would be, uh, my background would have been uh, a filmmaker. Maybe. I have yeah. no idea what. I, I Actually, I probably would have been an author. I like writing books. So oh. I probably would have gone down that nice. route. Yeah. You're still doing some writing on the site? I'm trying to, yeah. There's a little thing in the works that's like taking forever because I have like about... 40 minutes a week to work on it okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun yeah oh yeah writing is one of the things where i think um consistency does pay off yeah oh yeah if you're yeah. just making consistent progress you'll yeah you'll finish your book eventually <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well nice, nice. jonas it's been uh it's been great having you on on the podcast i, I don't know how it's been an hour already it sort of <laughs> flew by um but yeah uh, i'm I'm really excited to uh, talk to you again in future. Maybe like we'll be getting close to Will You Snail releasing. I don't know, but yeah, I hopefully we'll we'll be in a podcast again soon. And yeah, it's 
Bin yeah, I'm very curious to see where millions of minions goes. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely be watching. Thank um, you. Yeah, it was, it was fun to to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.